Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. We got a little cut off a little bit on the live on the show. Uh, we're back now. But like I said, uh, Matthew Stafford. If you talk about Matthew Stafford being one of the, the one of the league kind of best or whatever, yeah, one of the lines best. Now I kind of doubt that one, sir. Uh, Matthew, like I said, Matthew Stafford is irreplaceable. Okay. So, at the end of the day, only way they're going to replace Matthew Stafford is once he retires. Well, I believe that you can – you have two good quarterbacks on your team. And I do believe that one of these two quarterbacks is going to have to prove themselves and they're going to have to show out. Which is true. They're going to have to show out. If they don't show out, then yeah. It's nothing I can say to them. Right. So it it is what it is at the end of the day. They got to show out. They got to go out there and show out. Now, let's get into the Dallas Cowboy game yesterday. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, we're going to talk about these Dallas Cowboys here for a second, though, and show how how un deniably horrible they were yesterday in yesterday's and last night's game is the Buffalo Bills. Now, how would you grade the Dallas Cowboys? Performance in last word, night. In the words of Shannon Sharp, F. <laughs> F. I, I, I would have to I would have to agree on that one. I would give them an F plus too though. Their defense, you know, and the offense just is not clicking anymore. I need to go Shannon Sharp move right now. I, I, you can take it away. Take it away, bro. Steal. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, they, they deserve an F. Okay. They deserve an F. Well, my Dallas Cowboys, as Skip will say, my Dallas Come. Cowboys played horrible. And their Skip. season is over. Skip. Skip, come on, Skip. <laughs> their come, season come is on, over. Skip. skip. I'm just saying, I their season invite, is over. There's I would nothing they can go to do. Dallas Cowboys to a cookout. Come on, Skip. And, and were they serving up L's? We serving up L's and everything else. Well, well, Dak turned the turnover battle last night, though. And, 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 and you know, Dak was in his moment. Dak threw... Uh, 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 had one interception and two touchdowns last night, but he still threw for 355 last night, though, too. Zeke had 12 carries for 71 yards, averaged five and a half yards, five and six yards per carry, and he still lost. Come on now. Amari Cooper did better than he did the last game and had eight receptions this time, Frank, for 85 yards. When last game he played on Sunday, he had no reception. I mean, he had no catches. No yards at all, period, in the game. He was shut the hell down. Well, you got to think about it. Last week, who did they play? They played the New England Patriots. Exactly. And they this week, they played who? The, the Bills. Buffalo Bills. So, as you can see, the defenses are totally different. It, it, well, well, that is very, very much true, though. But they it's pretty much like the Buffalo Bills gave them everything they wanted. Skill. And it was hard to lose. Well, guess what? The Cowboys lost. It was hard for them to lose. The Cowboys lost. 
I know they lost, but it was hard for them to lose. This was made. This was a made bed for them, made to be for them, and they lost. Be honest. The defense kept them in the game. Yes. Defense kept them in the game, hands down. Zeke but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's not working out. It's not. I'm sorry. The offensive coordinator is not working out. Jason Garrett isn't working out. I'd be glad. I'd be glad when Jerry Jones finally make the decision to get rid of this piece of trash. Well, you, you it's gonna take a while for you to get rid of pieces of trash. Well, I can believe that. It's because gonna take a minute because Jerry Jones is still saying that he is his prodigal son of Jerry Jones. See, J- Jason Garrett is still the prodigal son of Jerry Jones. You already know this. And and it's like the the information is there to fire him. But and look at that. You don't pull the trigger. But but look at this though. He said the same thing about Tony Romo, but where Tony Romo is now. Well, Tony Romo is a different story in a different case. Nah, ain't no different story, different case. He's a different story in a different case. He was married to his daughter. Okay. And on top of that, he that was that was his son. Am I correct? That that is correct. But, but see, still in- Jerry Jones knew that he wouldn't have a son-in-law if he kept him in the game. Come on now, Shannon. Skip, let me tell you this. C- come on, Shannon. Come on let now, me- Shannon. Tony Romo was the best thing that they had going for them. And I hear in some of the applause that they still want Romo back. But that's not going to happen, Skip. Hey, Tony Romo, it would have been real funny if Tony Romo called that game last night and had everybody ass up there like, oh, uh, 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 we want Romo. We want Romo. Well, I'm going to tell you like this. Suppose Dak Prescott took the job away. Yeah. Didn't do in anything. A three se- in a 13, I want to say three season, 13 to three. Okay. But, yeah, 13 season. Uh huh. Dak is not doing anything and he wants all this money, but you're not getting it done. So, how can you expect to get money when you're not getting nothing done? But did you know that Dak right now leads the league in passing yards right now? Of course. But to me, it doesn't matter. What matters is Jerry Jones is looking for somebody to get back to the championship. Yeah, that is true. Leading the league in passing yards or passing touchdowns, that don't mean squat. Well, it really doesn't. It's all about winning the primetime games yes. and the games that matter. Right now, he's not getting that done. No, he's not. Start out 3-0. and oh, Now you're 6-6. Six and six. That is true. What happened? Well, I can say that the deep, the run game has been not solid lately. I can say that they haven't played a real team lately. I mean, they only they got in the season and they was playing bum teams at the beginning, and then the next thing you know, they started to dab off a little bit. They started to dwindle a little bit. They started going downhill a little bit, and they started playing real teams. Dallas was happy when they beat Miami. Come on now, everybody beat Miami except for one team. Two teams, actually, I should say. Come on now, who's really going to say Miami is really good? Yeah, they're garbage. Okay, then. 
So you when you start playing these real teams, you, you know, when you start getting the head-to-head with these real teams that are above 500, Dallas cannot take that. And I give you a prime example. When they played against the Saints, they played against Green Bay, they went up against the Jets. These are not primetime teams. I mean, these are all primetime teams. They're above 500. Are they not? You have a point. Okay. The Jets the only team that's not above 500. They lost to them by two points. The True. Minnesota Vikings are above 500, and they lost to them. The Patriots yep. are above 500. They lost to them. The Buffalo Bills are above 500, and they lost to them. Their next schedule, their next teams that they have to play is Chicago, the Rams, the Eagles. And then they come back to Washington, D.C. and play the – no, they go to Dallas, Texas and play the Washington Redskins at the end of the season. A struggling right. Washington Redskins team. Right. And a struggling Philadelphia Eagles team that they don't find their identity, they're going to lose again too. Well, right now, the battle of the NFC East right now for first is between Dallas and Philly. Well, technically – do we really have to say it's a battle right now? You might as well say because Cowboys are still number one right now. They are number one still. And and you're absolutely right about that. They are still number one. But at the end of the day, what does being number one have to do with, you know, can you hold on to the number one spot? Well, now they're only a half a game behind the Dallas Cowboys right now. If Philly wins and wins out, they're going to take number one spot. Of course. Now, what I've heard from a source was that if the Giants and the Redskins can win out the rest of their games, which is highly unlikely, they can take first place too if the Cowboys and Eagles lose. Well, I don't see that. They're three and a half games behind. Now, remember that. Of course. They're only three and a half games behind now. And, right. and, 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 and in a sense, this this game, this season is going to probably take an 8-8 eight eight record. And whoever has the best division record at the end of the day. I'm going with 8-8 eight eight takes the division in the NFC East. Okay. It is so wide open right now that anybody can take this division right now. Cowboys can't hold on to it because they flopping like crazy. The Eagles can't hold on to it because they don't have Carson. Carson Wentz ain't held, I mean, ain't gonna be hell bent to take them back to where they had their glory days at. Let's really be honest about that one. Mm. I don't think Carson Wentz has what it takes to do it, and I think when Carson Wentz went down for the past two seasons, and Nick Foles carried this team to where they needed to go and beat the New England Patriots two years ago, you know. I think it should have been Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles should have stayed behind him. And you should have seen what Nick Foles can do with the team this season and let Wentz get really healthy. Well, they decided not to, and they decided we're going to keep Wentz because we have all our confidence in him, and we're going to let Nick Foles walk. And, I mean, letting them walk ain't that bad, though. Even though they're 4-7, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't doing that bad. I mean, they're bad, but they're not doing – as horrible as everybody thought they were going to do, you know, but Nick Foles ain't doing a bad job down in, 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 in Jacksonville now. Well, you got to look at it, too. He did just come back. Yes. 
So he hasn't really been able to prove. He hasn't played since week one. Right. So he hasn't played. So you can't really t- you can't really say that he's he ha- that he's doing good or bad. You haven't really seen him play. Exactly. Now there is only one team as of right now that has been eliminated from playoff contention. That is the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, you knew that was going to happen. I mean, they're zero and eleven. So what you expect? It, pretty much though, but pretty much though. But I mean, I'm just saying though, th- this playoff chase is is up for grabs, and for the NFC East, I'm just gonna let y'all know that this is it's up for grabs. It, I mean, even though the the Washington Redskins are two and nine, the Giants are two and nine, the Eagles are five and six, the Dallas Cowboys are six and six. What really do you have to go off of? Nothing really. I mean, what what do you really have to hope for? Because Dallas fans are leaving the stadium, and there was some controversy in the locker room from what everybody is saying about the Dallas Cowboys. They're saying that the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Michael Bennett went into the locker room and had some words to say to his team. Jerry Jones was shown going into the locker room and had words for his team too as well. Well, right now, like I said, right now, they're playing terrible. Yes, indeed. When the game matters, change in Washington. I mean, can there be a change of helm after this season in Dallas? Well, as of right now, reports came out saying Jerry Jones is not getting rid of Jason Garrett, so he's going to be the head coach for the rest of the season. But what's going to determine his fate is what happens at the end of the season, whether they make the playoffs or not. That's going to determine. Well, I still believe that, you know, Dallas will not make the playoffs this year. And even if they do their accident, as my Stephen A. Smith voice was saying, well, their accident waiting to happen again. So, yeah. Like I said, it's all going to come to fruition when we see at the end of the season where they're going. Are they going postseason or are they going to be home? That's what's going to determine what J- what. J- Jerry Jones is going to do with Jason Garrett at the end of the season. Everybody's calling for Jason Garrett's name too, just like they was calling for Jay Gruden's name. You're going to fire a head coach in the end of the season? I mean, you might as well fire him at the end of the season. You can't do it like we did at the be- in the middle of the season. I mean, you can't. No, we actually did ours in the beginning of the season. No, we fired him in the middle of the season. After I mean, five, I'm just saying, like after six five games, games in, really? yeah. Well, Six games in. Were, I mean, he got fired during the season. I mean, it, we knew that was coming for weeks. And 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 not even saying that Jay Gruden should have been fired. I don't think he should have been fired at all. Well, it happened. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the Washington Redskins, we all know as Redskins fans who needs to go so this culture can really get back to what it was. Because our culture is toxic, and it's because of Daniel Snyder and Bruce Allen. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that one. And, 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 and not to not the not that, that we're going off topic Snyder, here though a little bit. Daniel though. Snyder will yeah. never sell the team. I mean here's here's my thing about that. They're still calling for Daniel Snyder's head in Washington. They're still calling for Bruce Allen to get, just just leave. You still don't have a GM in Washington. 
And as you just said, and as you just stated that, this team has been toxic for 20 years. Ever since, since he 1999, t- 20 years ago, this team has been toxic. Since Daniel Snyder took over this team, this team has not seen a championship berth in years. It's been now, what, two, three decades now? Yep, we had a couple of – we had some division titles, but that's it. I mean, as this team really saw greatness, besides the Sean Teller days, and even in the Sean Teller days, we still didn't see greatness. No, but that was the last time we made the playoffs until RG3 came to the picture. Now, I still think we should have kept Donovan McNabb. And, and 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 Donovan McNabb could have told that boy everything he needed to know before he stepped out on that field. You still could have drafted Kirk and kept Kirk Cousins on the field on the, in the, in the league with you. That have been your three quarterbacks. Could have had McCoy come over the next following year. Could have had McCoy come over and do what he ever was doing when he did now. Be the backup quarterback. Well, that's all he's really good at. And and then still check this out. Then still, you still don't get rid of McCoy to bring in Colin Kaepernick or somebody else to help you out. You bought a Dwayne Haskins this year, and instead of letting just whatever happens this season go, let you have let let you guys have a losing season this year, and then bring in Dwayne Haskins next year to see what he can do next season because you still don't know the status of Alex Smith is he coming back or not. Well, he's hoping to play next year, and just by the workout video, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. But he's he's trending in the right direction. So it might be trending in the right direction, though. But let me tell you like this, though, and let me be real honest with you: Is Alex Smith scared to play again, or is he still, you know, or is he the same Alex Smith? He's not going to be the same Alex Smith. I'm telling you, letting you know right now. It's not going to be the same guy when he comes back. And it's going to be Haskins and him to go at each other for the starting line, I mean, for the starting spot next season anyway. We can already tell you who's going to win that QB battle. If Haskins doesn't improve this year and the next head coach don't want, if the next head coach comes in here and wants Haskins to play, Haskins will play. If the next head coach wants Alex Smith to play, Alex Smith will play. But who will be the coach next season for the Washington Redskins? Will it be Mike Tomlin? Will it be Jason Garrett? Will it be Bill Callahan? The front runner right now for the Washington Redskins is Mike Tomlin and Bill Callahan. How do you feel about that? To be honest... I will keep Bill Callahan as an offensive line coach, mm-hmm. honestly. But I would like to have Mike Tomlin here as our head coach because it could be a culture change. Yes. But it all depends on who will want to work for Daniel Snyder. I'll tell you like this. To get Tomlin here, you got to give him full control of the team. And that's the thing. You have a you have a owner that likes to have his nose and everything. It, he's 
he's trying his hardest to be like Jerry Jones. And what Jerry does is Jerry lets his team play. You understand what I'm saying? He lets this team play. But also, right. too, is you got to see what can come about if you give somebody full control of the team. Right. But like you I said, you got to give them full control of the team. And if you don't give them full control over the team, your team is not going to win. I agree. Your team is not going to win at all, period. And I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what anybody else thinks about that one. Daniel Snyder is not going to pay Tomlin $90 million plus to control this team for the next 10 years. Give him 10 years with this team and see what they can do in 10 years. I guarantee he doesn't do it. Oh, no. He's not going to get 10 years. You can get that. You gave Jay Gruden six years to turn around this team. And when he was on the verge of turning around this team for the next year, you fired him. And then you got rid of all the star players that you could have signed back. You got rid of Deshaun Jackson, even though he was injury prone. You got rid of Pierre Garçon, which was Kirk Cousins' favorite player to throw the ball to. Then Jordan Reed can't stay healthy worth a damn, and you still keep him on the team. Then you get rid of – then you let – well, technically, Trent Williams – did it to himself a little bit, but also too is you letting Trent Williams go, and instead of paying him, you're gonna let him go next year and try to see if you can get a draft pick for him. Well, I know they should have waited till next year. They should have did it this year. And Ryan Kerrigan is getting older, not younger, older. He wants a Super Bowl with this team, and you're not giving it to him. Well, for one. We need to find a scheme that works for us. And I'm going to tell you right now, on the defensive side of the ball, the 3-4 is not our forte. We should have stayed at the 4-3 like we always had because in the 4-3, we was always the top 10 defense. Yes, we were. Edge rushers that are pure edge rushers need to be edge rushers, not converted to linebackers. I agree. Ryan Kerrigan is a pure pass rusher. He should not be a linebacker. I Ryan totally Anderson. Ryan Anderson is a full-blown pass rusher. Should not right. have been a linebacker. Preston right. Smith, when we had him, was a pure pass rusher and should not have been a linebacker. That's right. why I hate the three-four system that does not fit us. But you Preston look- Smith has had has multiple has uh, uh, what four sacks this year. I mean, six sacks this year, going in this year already? No, he has ten and a half. Exactly. He had four sacks at the beginning of the year, already in the beginning of the season, and it was only in about maybe the first five games? Yep, now he has ten and a half. Exactly. So President Smith is moving up the chain. But, I mean, that's that's my point to exactly. It's a shame that great players that we have leave and go to other teams and they shine. I don't get it. The reason why that happens is because they're get put into a system that fits their talent. We have all, we can have the most talented players on our defense, but you put them in a stupid scheme that does not work. Like I said, half the players we have will work in a four, three scheme. We have the linebackers. We have 
linebackers that have speed that can move side to side. We don't yes. need a 3-4. It's 4-3. I'm telling you, we need four pass rushers and three linebackers. That's all we need. I totally agree with that one. The defensive backs can play themselves. You could play zone better in a 4-3 than you do a 3-4. I totally agree with that one. But like I said, Josh Norman is a zone player. He plays zone. That's what he does. He's not man-to-man. He plays zone. Everybody knows this. That's where he shines. But like I said, the 3-4 – does not fit our defense. If we play 4-3, it will be a whole lot better. And if you don't well, believe the me... The team doesn't want to convert back to being in the 4-3 defense, though. I'm telling you now, get a defensive coordinator, a.k.a. Greg Williams, I guarantee you the Redskins can get back on track. Well, even still, though, the Redskins have not had the top-ranked defense since. Greg Williams. Yes. Yes, I have to agree with that one. Yes. Who should have been the success? Well, who should have still? Though, I think that this team. He should have been the head coach, but they put Jim Zorn in, which was stupid. But we're not wait talking minute, about Jim Zorn wasn't that bad, dude. Jim Zorn was terrible. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I disagree with that one. Jim Zorn was not that bad. Jim Zorn didn't get time enough to really turn. He only had two seasons with Washington. So and did took his place so did, away from him so did, in so, midseason. So did Marty Schottenheimer and all that other stuff. So what's your point? He you took away his play calling in midseason and gave it to two different people to call plays. When the league was transforming into head coaches calling the plays on the field. No offensive coordinators, no person in the box to relate the messages to the nobody down the field. This league was turning into head coaches turning in the playbooks. Jim Zorn was a quarterback coach, which is why I believe he took his team. I think he was on Baltimore that year. They went to the Super Bowl. Am I lying? No. Okay, then. So he's a coach. He was a good, he was an okay coach. Jim's on needed time, just like any coach needs time with their receivers and their players and their quarterbacks to establish a relationship with him. Him and Jason Campbell had a relationship together a little bit, though, going forward. They had an okay relationship. They didn't have to trade him out like that. Like I said, Daniel Snyder messed up Jason Campbell's career. Yes, he did. By getting rid of him. No, it's not by getting rid of him. It's because you kept changing different head coaches and coordinators. And you're going to do the same thing with Haskins this year and next year. Coordinators in five years. Exactly. Terrible. It is. Indeed. It's not like New England where they had the same person calling the same plays, doing the same schemes, or changing it up just a little bit on the same schemes that they're used to accustomed to running. Every every doggone year. Tom Brady's been successful for two reasons and two reasons only. Same head coach, same playbook. Ben Roethlisberger has been the same player for the past years because the same coach and the same playbook. Yeah. That's how teams become successful. The Cincinnati Bengals, God rest their souls, they're they're 0-11 right now. Same coach. 
same quarterback for the past up ten years. They just recently fired their head coach. I think a couple years ago. I think it was who they fired. Uh, uh, Lewis. Huh? Marvin Lewis. Exactly. They fired Marvin Lewis. I'm sorry. And they brought in Zach Taylor. Huh? And they brought in Zach Taylor. Right. But they still had the same quarterback going forward. Which is true. They still had the same quarterback. So it's not the it's not the saying that the team cannot win. But when you switch it up like that and you don't keep the same rhythm going, how can you win a Super Bowl? Right. This is not the this is not the reluctant uh team that that oh Sean McVay had because the Rams are in trouble too as well. Let's be honest, the Rams are in trouble too. Sean yeah. McVay ain't the same Sean McVay from last year. They're scheming on him too as well. Young head coach and starting to show his true colors. Jared Goff is really showing his true colors this year. Yeah, they're not producing at all right now. They're not doing a damn thing this year, and everybody knows they're not doing a damn thing this year. And I wish they changed it up, really. Let's really talk about it. Aaron Donald normally is either. Say again? I said Aaron Donald isn't being dominant like he normally is either. No, he's not. And he's not going to be this dominant this year. He's not going to be. His scheme... Is to be a, is to be a, a, a disruptor on defense, and when he has that speed to get to quarterbacks and bring the quarterbacks down, his scheme ain't working right now. It's not working for the team. It's not working for the team. This team will keep falling, and they will not. They were they were in there last year against the. I mean, they were in there last year, and this team is not producing a damn thing this year. Come on now. Come on, Shannon. Tell me what's going on, Shannon. Tell me. They're trash. They're trash, Skip. They're trash. <laughs> you know what, Shannon? What your grandmother used to say? If you can't do this, you can't do that. Huh? Ain't that what your grandmama said? She sure did, Skip. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, man. Let's be really honest, though. I don't see Washington ever making a playoff, I mean, a, a real Super Bowl run unless you have quarterback. And 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 coach chemistry. Honestly, I'm and I'm a true Redskins fan, but I'm a, I'm gonna be honest and sum it up. This is what needs to happen for the Redskins to even attempt to even get to a Super Bowl. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. That that was that was a long cough. It really was. I'm sorry. <laughs> Forgive me, Skip. But anyway, <laughs> what they need to do is fire Bruce Allen. Uh huh. Move Doug Williams up to his spot. Why? Because I believe Doug Williams would be a better team president than Bruce than Bruce Allen would ever have been. Whoa, Doug Williams has responsibility in this too as well. And and now that you mention him, and I had to cut you off though, Doug Williams ain't producing nothing. You do know what his job is, right? Senior Vice President of Player Operations. Okay, so that means he looks at players. Okay, then. That's you brought in Landon Collins. whoop de doo But Landon Collins has been working out. Oh, he has been, but not – he has been. He's a good defensive captain, and 
if you really think about it, though, he has to fit Josh Norman on the sidelines, too. He got to help him out on that side. Monte Nicholson got to help him out uh, 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 on that side, too. And you got to help out Quentin Dunbar, which is Quentin Dunbar is also tied for fourth place right now in interceptions this year. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. It all reverts back to what I just said. We're in the wrong. We have the talented players, but we're playing in the wrong scheme. Well, make him a GM then. Make Doug Williams a GM, and let's see how we go from there. Shall we? We had a perfect GM, but what they decided to get rid of. Well, they said he was drinking. Okay, but so was Jim Ursay. And he okay, still. Everybody he, drinks. And he still. With the Colts, am I right? Yes, he is. Okay, then. Daniel what, Snyder, wait, wait, hold up, hold up. Time out, time out, pause. Wouldn't you have a drink every year you see your team keep going down the same drain every season? It wouldn't make a difference. Everybody drinks. Daniel Snyder drinks. Daniel Snyder has 10 cocktails a game. He's drunk on the field. We know that. Exactly. So, at the end of the day, them doing what they did to Scott McClune was wrong. Well, we knew what they did to Scott McLuhan was wrong, and we knew that, that, that they weren't going to have a chance in hell to get him back anyway, and we already knew that they weren't going to be able to say anything to him that would remotely want him to come back. To be honest with you, if it wasn't for Scott McLuhan, we would not have won the division in 2015. I'm going to tell you like this, too. If it wasn't for him scouting some of the players that they doggone have on the team now, because they use the same draft board that they used that he had schemed out. He picked they picked some of the players that he already had on the scaf- on the draft board. And I'm gonna tell you like this too. His draft board was already drafted out for two years. Oh, I know. Two, three years, I should say exact. He already knew the players that was gonna progress. He already knew the players that he wanted on his draft board. And he already had the schemes ready for them to go forward on. So let's really think about that for a minute. And I think, because like I've been getting reports lately too, the Redskins really wanted Daniel Jones. And not Haskins. No, it wasn't the Redskins. It was Jay Gruden. It wasn't the Redskins. Daniel Snyder wanted Haskins, which is why we got him. Okay. At the end of the day, it's the same, excuse my French, but the same goddamn thing over and over, just as, just like with RG3. Okay. Jay Gruden does never, it seems like Jay Gruden never wants a black quarterback. Well, I can agree. Well, I can contest to that. RG3 didn't have a productive year that year. He wasn't able RG3 wasn't producing like RG3 should have been, but RG3 didn't get a fair chance. He didn't get RG3 didn't get a fair chance. Let's be honest. No, he didn't. Soon as that, soon as whatever happened in that preseason game against the Lions, you go out and tell me he had a concussion. He didn't have no goddamn concussion. Exactly. You know that. He didn't want RG3 to play. He wanted Kirk Cousins. And you if correct me if I'm wrong, you still got rid of Kirk Cousins and you still wanted him. All he wanted was guaranteed money. And they didn't give it to him. No. And, and now he's reducing. And now he's gone. But see, that's why I like don't 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 let me get religious right now, but I might have to. Okay. But 
That's why they say, that's why I keep saying God don't like ugly. Right. Now look what Jay Gruden is now. Yeah, now he's here, on right? the other side of the corner. He's on the other side of the he's not here, right, right now, right? walking down the street without a job. But the man was damned if he did and damned if he didn't. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it should not matter what quarterback comes in. At the end of the day, that's the quarterback. Right. Jay Gruden has to deal with it. At the end of the day, okay, that's true. Right. But who? But look at who he brought in. You brought in Case Keenum. Case Keenum don't fit the scheme. Case Keenum is a long ball thrower, but he also is a is is a he's he was kind of compared to Smith, Alex Smith a little bit though, but not as better, not as good as Alex Smith could ever be. You brought in a veteran quarterback to replace Colt McCoy because McCoy went down and we didn't know if McCoy was coming back or not. Then instead of you letting a, another quarterback, like instead of keeping Josh Johnson going forward, which you should have did last season though, should have kept Josh Johnson and Josh Johnson would have been a better person for your team because he was still producing. He had a chance to produce. Yeah, and he knew the scheme very well. Exactly. They had quarterback chemistry, quarterback coach chemistry. So how can you tell me that there is no chemistry with these two people here and you got rid of them? You let them go. You let them walk. You didn't pay them enough. I would have happily signed him for $15 million to play on my team just for one season while I get developing my new quarterback that I'm going to draft this year. To fill that void for at least a minute until I can get my quarterback in here to play. I think that's another reason why Washington went down the drain this season. I think that's another reason why they almost could have had a winning season last year, but you didn't have one. You went 7-9 last year, and it, it fumbled. Yeah, we started out 6-3. and three. Yes, and we dropped nine games. How is that possible? Didn't win any division. I don't think we had one division win last year. I think it was against the Giants. I think we had one. Maybe. We started out six and three, and then we wound up dropping one and six. Yeah. We dropped six games. Seven to nine is not a productive season for anybody. Nope, and we had two seven to nine seasons back to back. Exactly. One, you could still be in the hunt a little bit, though. The second one, you weren't in nothing. You were the talk of the year this year for because of your defense. You were the talk of the year, just like the Cleveland Browns was the talk of the year about the offense and their defense coming in this year, and it ain't produced nothing. Right. The Cleveland Browns went from 0-16 to an almost productive season this year. And you still didn't get a wide receiver on Washington to go downfield and do anything. You only got McLaurin and Paul Richardson. Trey Quinn is okay, but you still need that bad boy to go downfield, somebody to stretch the field out a little longer so that way you can get the pressure off these young rookies and this quarterback. Right. And you still did not do that. Where is the help at? Where is these tall people that you have on your team that can go out there and catch the football? 
Don't worry, I'll wait. Well, only to be honest with you right now, only person on the team that has been producing has been Terry McLaurin. Exactly. Trey Quinn did a little here and there, but McLaurin is the only one that produces. And Harmon. Harmon is going to be a dark horse. Yes, he is. I'm a I'm reason why I'm not going to say this year, but next year, a lot of teams need to be the needs to watch out because I think Harmon's going to have a big year next football season. Because <laughs> this year he hasn't really gotten the opportunities that he really needs. But now, after that showing against the Lions with that one-handed grab, I believe he's going to get more opportunities. Well, all right. Well, we're going to switch topics here a little bit, though, um, on the show right quick. We're going to shift into some basketball topics right quick. How do you feel about the Washington Wizards this year, starting out the year? Um, I don't like how we're playing. Six and ten right now. Bradley Bills lead the team with 28.9 points per game, four and a half rebounds a game, seven assists, no, and one steal, and possibly one block a game. Okay. How do you My, feel about that? Bradley Bill has always been a star. There's been no doubting it. But I like the supporting cast that we have around him. Hoochie Murr is, is a good cast member. Oh yeah, that was a that was one that was a good pickup. I love yes, that draft pick. I love that draft pick because he's producing right now. Yeah. But Isaiah Thomas is doing okay. Oh, yeah. IT is doing wonderful, and I'm glad that we picked him up. And Troy Bryant is also doing a very good job, averaging 20 points per game as well, too. And it's Smith. Yes. Yes. Averaging 12 points a game. Yeah, he's been doing good. And CJ Miles, coming off the bench, has been doing a very good job, too. This so team we has, have, uh, huh? We have a good, We have a good core. There's no doubt yeah. about it. I think John Wall, once John Wall gets back in the mix, I think this team can start formulating something. Oh, we're going to roll. Yeah. Now, I see that my team plays my other, my two favorite teams play tonight in L.A. tonight. The Lakers and the Wizards play tonight. What is yes, your I, what is your what is your analysis on the, what do you think will, will win this game and why? Honestly, the Lakers are going to win it. Okay. For two reasons. Okay. LeBron James and Anthony Davis. We don't Probably have the, playing phenomenal this year, but Anthony we don't Davis want, came off an injury last week. We don't have game. we don't have the personnel to really stop them. I think we could put up a hell of a good fight. We could. That's one thing I give the Wizards. We have heart. Yes, we do. But at the same time, it's all about the personnel and the too. The Wizards are ranked in third point field, uh, three point field goal percentages. The, the Wizards are ranked sixth, and the Lakers are worth are ranked are tied for thirteenth right now in three point field goal percentage. I mean, three point field goal percentage. And right now, the Wizards are tied for first place with with the Lakers. At 48 apiece in field goal percentages. They're tied. They're kind of completely average. They're 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 at a good pace of match, evenly matched. They're evenly matched teams. The late the Wizards average more assists per game. True shooting right now percentage 
goes to the Wizards. Effective field goal percentage goes to the Wizards. Offensive rating goes to the Wizards. Defensive rating goes to the Lakers because of that because of the simple fact that LeBron James has now stepped up to the game and playing defense. Okay. Yes, it, it, it goes on LeBron. That's true. LeBron James but then, like is now I said, you have... playing defense for once in his career besides the playoffs. Well, like I said, at the end of the day, the factor of the, the way the Woods can win is if they're consistent and they can shut down. Well, not I'm not gonna say completely shut down LeBron James and Anthony Davis because that's gonna be hard mm-hmm. to do. But if they can at least slow them down and hit the big shots when needed, yeah. then they have a chance. Right. But at the end of the day, if the Lakers start going and they're and they're and they getting in rhythm, it's gonna be they're gonna be hard to stop. Now, now I I, I do believe the Wizards can probably try to squeak out a three point victory if anything. But we're gonna shift the little gears here a little bit. How did you feel about, for the first time in some years, Boston and the Lakers were at the top of the division for a whole month, uh, for a whole couple weeks straight? It's unreal. Yes, in a couple years, it's been years since that has happened. The last time I believe that happened, Kobe Bryant was on the court and Paul Pierce, Rajon Rondo, you had the Lakers, you, the Lakers, Rajon Rondo, and all of was on the same court together. I don't know. And the Phoenix Suns right now, if the playoffs started today, are sitting in eighth seed right now. Mm. And check this out, though, too. Check this out. When have you ever seen Golden State at the bottom of the division? Four and fifteen right now. Well, that shows you that the team is the starting five that they always had. But now that majority of them are hurt, yes. it shows they have no team. Well, we all proved that point where we all said that Steph Curry cannot do it by himself. That's one. And Draymond Green can't do it by himself. That's two. He needs a Clay Thompson. He needs a, 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 a Draymond Green down at the bottom. He needs the workhorse. He needs a Looney. He needs all these people as supporting cast people. But when you let go of half your team because of contract problem, contract money, yeah, you're going to go down the drain. You're going to go down the drain. Of course. And now look at how they play now. Exactly. And it's sad that Miami is 12 and 5 right now with Jimmy Butler. The 76ers are sitting at a pretty good 12 and 6. Brooklyn with with Kyrie Irving right now and carrying the team is 10 and 9. And a lot of people will say that Kyrie Irving got screwed in Cleveland. Do you agree with that? I do. Okay, why do you agree with that? To be honest with you, even when LeBron was there, everybody was basing it, oh, this is LeBron's team, this is LeBron's right. team. But at the same time, Kyrie Irving was the one that won them that championship. Okay, but you already know that Kyrie Irving wasn't going to get the credit for that. And 
because you have a fame star dude, like dude. LeBron. Everybody knows Kyrie Irving outplayed LeBron. Well, they both averaged 30 30-plus points in that finals game. It's not about that. It's the play. Yes. Kyrie was on point. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Kyrie was on point that whole entire finals series. Yeah, he was. He was unstoppable. Couldn't nobody stop him. But LeBron wound up getting the MVP. Yeah. But you know why, though, right? He got snubbed. He got snubbed. You do know why, right? Because he's LeBron James. But it don't matter. Your teammate outshined you. He played better than you in the finals. But two is that when this was supposed to be Kyrie Irving's team, he couldn't carry him. You talking about when LeBron was gone? When Kyrie got drafted, he could not carry this team. LeBron left, came back, and carried his team to a championship. With his play during the regular season, though, as well. Now, Kyrie did do some amazing things during the regular season that year, but it was really up to LeBron that really carried his team to the playoffs. Beating sweeping Toronto for for the fourth time ever. He swept through DeMar DeRozan and, and, and Kyle Lowry a lot of times. Come on now, to get them to where they were. And LeBron James did that single-handedly, did he not? Okay. Okay. So now, not saying that LeBron James cannot sweep a Kyle Lowry and a Kawhi Leonard's team. I don't know about that one. Because he just lost to Kawhi Leonard at the beginning of the season. Did he not? Of course, because Kawhi shut him down. Exactly. Now. They call him the claw for a reason. Remember that. Yes, they do. Now, I I really want to see that battle again. And I wanted want to know, in your opinion, who's the king? Who is, who is reigning dominance in LA right now? Who's going to be the LA team that reigns dominance? Would it be the Clippers? The or Lakers. Would it be the Lakers? The Lakers. And it's sixteen and two, and and the Clippers are right behind them, fourteen and five. Hands down, the Lakers. Okay. Hands down. Now I do see Denver creeping in there, though. Denver might do something this year. And Denver almost made a run last year, and I really feel the feeling. I got a really good feeling that this year it's gonna be a it's gonna be an underdog team to win it this year. And I don't know if LeBron James AD can handle a Denver Nuggets team that's hungry, but yet Portland was hungry last year too. But we'll find that out at the All Star break though too. Right, we got to see how they push at the All Star break as well though. But for right now. Denver is pretty hungry. So you better watch out for the Denver Nuggets. I agree. I agree. They're dangerous. And when they get hot, they get hot. And then also Houston, if they could gel together, their two-star, you know, point guards together and get on the same page, I believe they're going to be dangerous this year too. But they won't make it past what they got to make it past, though. They will not make it past okay. the Western Conference Finals if it came down to them two playing in the Western Conference Finals this year. 
I do not have Houston making it again. And I think they're going to go in a complete rebuild. And it might just turn into Russell Westbrook's team completely. What do you think? To be honest with you, I don't even understand what, why they did what they did by putting Westbrook and Harden back on the same team again. They didn't gel together the first time. In Oklahoma City. So why would you put them back on the same team again? Because at the end of the day, it was already James Harden's team, and then you got Russell Westbrook who wants to come in and try to take over. But he's not averaging the same points and the same as he's not averaging the same triple double that he had last year and the season before that and the season before that. He's not averaging that many no more. Right. So what does that tell you? He was the he need. Everybody said, every analyst has said, even I'm saying it. Both of them need the ball in their hands to play ball, to win a game. And with one being a passer, really, and the other one not really being a passer and just a shooter, I think you should make Russell the point guard and make him the James Harden the shooting guard. That's it. Well, that's how it should be. And what do you think? What do you think that how that would go? How do you think that would go? My thing is, it's all about the chemistry, right? You gotta you gotta play as a team. You can't sit there and want to be, oh, I'm gonna be the superstar, so I want to do everything like how James Harden is. Right. You can't do that. When you got two different egos that are stars like that, you have to play as a team. I agree. Look at how LeBron and AD are playing. They don't play as oh this takeover mentality. They're playing as a team, which is why the Lakers are so successful I right agree. now. They're playing as a team. They don't. There's nobody on the team that outshines anybody. They all play as and a team. And they still got Rajon Rondo, but 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 you know what though? LeBron James has taken that sidestep and went to the point guard position though, which is and fine. He's, and he's he's doing a lot better that now he has switched over to the point guard position though. He's now a passer, not just so much of a shooter anymore. Well, to give you an update right now, the score is nine to nothing, Wizards. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, this that that team is still young. So, and LeBron James and AD <laughs> are old. Rajon Rondo is old. Well, no, AD is not that old. AD is still in the twenties. Okay, he's still getting old. He's old in NBA years. <laughs> Why you had to say NBA years? NBA years, he's old, <laughs> and he has injuries now. Come on now, LeBron James had a growing issue last year that kept him out. What 19, 20 games last year? You might say the majority of the second exactly. half for real. That's why the Lakers didn't go nowhere last year. But when they went up against this Pelicans team, the Pelicans aren't doing that bad this year. And they have a pretty good core yeah. of young talent yeah, they, on their team. They do. But when Zion comes back, hopefully they, it picks up a little bit. Now, I really want to know, what is Lonzo Ball really doing this year? <laughs> I have no clue because I haven't seen him play. Lonzo should be playing, but... 
he had an illness last game, so he was ruled out against his former team last game that he that he was supposed to play. But Lonzo's only been putting up 13, 18, 12. The majority of the points that he ever scored was 15 points. And averaging only really mm-hmm. about maybe nine and a half assists per game, I want to say. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's not really doing anything. But he's getting better, I should say. He's getting a little bit better. Field goal percentage well, can come up a little bit better, though. But Lonzo, he got to do a little bit better than what he's doing right now. And and like I said, though, you have a great young core here in on his team. Utilize it. Right. Utilize it. Right. Nothing wrong with utilizing what you have on your team. Nothing wrong with that. You have to make that work for yourselves. Right or wrong. That's right. So how they choose to make it work and how they choose to not make it work is all on them. Yeah. Now, shifting gears to... Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. I know I didn't get a chance to have you on the show as well when the the Nationals won the 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 World Series. I want to get your intake on that before we close out the show tonight. How did you feel about that? Honestly, I was I was happy. Yeah. I really was because it's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. And we won the championship due to a great farm system. And Baby Shark. And Baby Shark, <laughs> of course. But it all starts with the farm system. Yes. With our own developed talent that we had. Yeah come through the, our system, which is why we won the championship. Ha- For one, we had a never, we, we had a, a never die attitude. Right. We were down this we always, 16 and 30, I believe. No, we started 19 and 31. Yeah, 19 and 31. Mm-hmm. And we went all the way to the World Series. Why? Because of we took it one game at a time. Yes, we did. And when it, and when it mattered, we came in clutch with the hits when it mattered. Yes, we did. But at the end of the day, what really got us there was our starting pitching. Yes. Matt Scherzer. I started our starting pitching was on point all year this yes, year. It was. I really liked the lineup because Doolittle came in at the end of the game and closed out a lot of games this year. Um Scherzer and Strasburg did a lot of good things this year. And 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 I, I would feel bad if if, if Strasburg don't come back to this team. Yeah, that's up in the air right now. I really feel bad. We need those two. Ma- we need Strasburg those are two major. Those are two star players that we need back. Yes, we do. Strasburg. If we want another crack at this thing next year, I think we will want to go get them back for next season. Only thing that we're gonna miss, honestly, this year. Because I, I still believe that we'll have Strasburg and Rendon yes. back. But the one thing we're going to miss this year is Baby Shark because he decided he's going to play in Japan. I agree with that. But if we can get Strasburg and Rendon back, we're going to be in business. All right. And honestly, we need to go get – because it's some good free agent pitchers mm-hmm. out there. Starting Like Garrett Cole is yes. one of them. If we can go get him, that'll solidify our starting rotation. Yes, it will. We can have three good pitches going on the mount instead of just two. Oh, no, it's not that. We will have four. Who's the fourth one? 
You got to think about it. We will have Strasburg, well, Scherzer, Patrick Corbin. Corbin is okay. Garrett Corbin Cole. so hot in the, in the, in the World uh, Series. He didn't, but he got stuff done. Yeah. But right now, we have him. He's one of our starters. True. So, if we get Garrett Cole, it will be Strasburg should be the ace. Mm-hmm. And then Scherzer should right. be second. Third should be Garrett Cole. Right. Fourth should be Patrick Corbin. And then fifth will be Anibal Sanchez. Okay, I can agree to that. I can agree to that. And we, we have a solid rotation. Right. We had a solid bench. Mm-hmm. But we need to switch up our um, we need to switch up our uh pitching for the you know our relievers. We need to we need to get a, some more solid relievers. I can agree to that one too. Like I we can... need to, we need to let we need to let Fernando Rodney go. Yeah. His his time has been yeah. over. But so we need to let him go. But that's all we gonna have time for tonight, D. And, 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 right. and I don't mean to cut you off, Vito, but we're going to have to close out the show tonight, man. It's been real good to have you back on the show for Dr. Sports himself back on the show tonight. You know what I mean? Feels good to be yeah, back. Yeah, feels good to be back, man. Um, but, man, we're going to love to have you back on tomorrow night's show, too, as well, though, fam. So don't you better stay around for that, too, everybody. This has been another edition of the Real Sports Show, man. I'm Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. This is Dave, a.k.a. Dr. Sports himself, and we out. All right, y'all. All right, man. Peace. Keep the support going. Hell yeah. Peace. We out. Yeah. Yeah. This is the, hey, this is the, hey, this is the really sports show. Yeah. Welcome to the really sports show, everybody. I'm your host, Mark, a.k.a. The Vet. And we are live in the den, y'all. And I got my other host here, Dave. Doctor Sports himself coming live in the den, y'all. What's good, everybody? What's good, D? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on with you, man? You know, living, living, living. All right, all right. You know, man. We know we hot in the den, man. Tonight we're going live tonight, man. Let's talk some sports, though. Let's go. All right, now. So, uh, uh, it's it's been in the media world that you know Arizona. Cardinals guy, uh, 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 I'm, I'm gonna say his name because he's retarded. Uh, Cardinals shots been suspended for at least, I mean, through at least 2020 for betting on the NFL games. What's your theme on that, man? Honestly, like you already put it, he was stupid for doing that. Like, everybody knows you're not supposed to do no type of betting, especially you play in the NFL. So there should be no way or no reason for you to sit up here and want to bet on NFL games. Like, it don't make sense. Like, what's the reason? Are you betting on the games because your salary is low? 
Well, he was on injury reserve list though. So I mean, what what Dale what what break tell him to, you know, wanna go out there and bet on the game bet on games, but how much money was he making off of it though? And where was he betting these games at? Exactly. That that's a good question. We don't know. You know what I mean? Like, how was you betting on these games? What were you doing to bet on these games, though? And then why would you bet on a game that, you know, um, well, you know, that people don't want to really see you. Well, you was already on your reserve, so that means you was injured. So that means also, too, is that not only was you betting, you it says that you were betting on multiple occasions this season, according to the release statement from the league itself. So, uh, and it says that Shaw's been on injury reserve since preseason. Mm. So you've been on the injury reserve list since preseason. Then the NFL said they did an investigation, found no evidence that any games were compromised or that any teammates, coaches, or players were aware of Shaw's activity. So he did it. So he did it undercover. Pretty much, you know what I mean. So that like, you was doing some undercover betting. How long you been doing that for, though? Mm. So he must he must have learned from the referee that used to uh, referee in in the NBA. Pretty much, pretty much, and, you know. And and and, and it, it's it's not about it's not about how you 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 did it though. Why you did it? Because your money wasn't coming. Then you know you had money coming in. You know, but you wasn't making your salary that you possibly was making before you got hurt or every game that you play salary though. But you know you was making some money. On the side, you was making money. So mm-hmm. what pray tell made you to go bet on football games? And then now you're suspended through 2020 season? You know what? I'm wondering if he skipped the rookie symposium. I said, I wonder if he skipped the rookie symposium. Pretty much. He did, probably. Because at the end of the day, they teach you how to be professional and what to do and what not to do. Right. And exactly my point. You understand what I'm saying? So, you you know, I, I just I just really think should have if he was going to continue to do it, he shouldn't have put his name involved into it, or you shouldn't have got caught doing it in the first place. That 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 just puts yourself in in your team at odds with you, right? So you know what I mean. That just puts your team at odds with how they're going to deal with you, and now you're a big piece missing off their team for next year, starting out next year, coming in. Well, he did it to himself. Exactly. And I don't have no sympathy or remorse for you. I have none for him at Cause all. Because you are in charge of your own brain. Exactly. So you're touching your own brain. So if that's what he decides to do, that's what he decides to do. But now look now look at what is what has happened. Right. And exactly my point. So not the not the not the shift gears here. So I mean, I think he he's going to get the uh he's going to get the max penalty. I think he's going to be suspended through next year's games too. Yeah, it's bound to happen. I really think he's going to be suspended through next year's games, all the games next year, and I don't think he's going to come back in the NFL. I don't think it's I think it's going to drop him. Most likely, probably will. Arizona should drop him, and if I, and if you were smart, you should drop him. And let him fly out somewhere else, you know, and get his thoughts together because you wasn't. You, it's not like Arizona's winning anyway right now. Their their season is completely kind of done for right now. So anyway, they don't really need you the rest of this season, and they're probably going to need you. They probably ain't going to need you for next year anyway because they're probably going to draft somebody in the next coming season anyway. So let's really think about that for a second. 
Right. So what really do you what really do you have to go off of? He really doesn't have a land a leg to stand on at all. No, not at all. But all right, so we're gonna shift a little gears here. And, and, and we're gonna talk about last night's games. <laughs> and the one game that I want to stand out that stood out to me was the Chicago Bears game and the Detroit Lions game. That game that- right there stood out to me a little bit more than the, than the games that's going to come out about when we talk about it. Chicago, you know, Mitch Trubisky, you know, in the, in my opinion, he's a quarterback that I don't believe will be there next season. Ooh. I, I don't believe he's going to be there next season. I think Trubisky's, you know, passing game, he, he he's not as accurate as everybody thinks he is. And I still think he has a he has a small opportunity and a chance to redeem himself for the rest of the season if they can win out and go to a at least make a wild card spot this year. Uh, it's, I'm wide, it's wide open in the NFC. I'll be honest with you. What's that? He's showing that he should not have been drafted number two overall. Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. He was not a first-round talent. I'm sorry, he wasn't. He's not a first-round talent. Wait a minute. Last year, though, this same guy that was was kind of beast-molding last year a little bit, though. The team didn't go that far, though, but he kind of beast-molded it. I mean, he had a great year last season, of course. Right. But like we always say, when the NFL gets a book out on you, yeah. Every team makes adjustments whoever you play against. They make adjustments. Now okay. showing this year he done he done had an injury plague season. Mm-hmm. And he's not producing on the field. No, he's really not. But some of that you could blame on the receivers too. Some of the receivers ain't catching a lot of the passes that yeah. should be. But, but at the end of the day, it starts off with the QB. But if you think about it though, he put some of the passes, some, not saying all, but some passes. See in in the line in the in the line of fire where they could catch it at. Some passes have been thrown off. A majority of his passes been thrown off key. Throw behind the receiver, throwing it in front of the receiver, throwing it out too deep from the receivers. I mean, come on now, you got to put it on point. You, I agree. You got to place it on point. I agree. Once again, like I said, it starts with the quarterback. But the receivers, they got to go get it. You got to go get it. If the quarterback puts it out just a little bit too far, you got to go grab it. If it hits your chest, if it hits your hands, you got to grab it. That's the old NFL rule. I mean, saying, if it hits your hands, you should catch it. If it hits your chest, you should catch it. If it hits any part of your body, you should be able to catch it. Unless it's a shoulder blade, your helmet, or anything like that, you should be able to catch that football. That's true. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's sad because when they drafted him, they thought they had a quarterback of the future. He's showing that he is not the quarterback of the future. Even the back, even the backup, the backup mm-hmm. is showing like that's not the answer. So I believe they need to start all the way over. I I, I think it's a it's a rebuild year for no, it's not even a rebuild year. I think that he having he's having a pretty rough year this year, and I think come next year, I think they will have an opportunity next year to to show what they're about next season. He's been banged up this year. He only threw he threw yesterday. 29 to 38, 338 yards pass. I mean, 338 yards he had passing. He had three touchdowns, one interception, one sack. 
Just I mean, that's a good stat line. I mean, can't, it is. It, can't it, argue it, with it. And they did win the game. They did win the game. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Indeed. They did win the game. Yes. But at the same time, he did have some sloppy plays within that game. I mean, he did have a lot of sloppy plays in that game, though. He started out rough, but they ended the game. They still fought back and ended the game. Now, I'm not saying Detroit didn't put up a good hell of a fight, though, because Blah, he showed out yesterday, though. And that, But that's the third-string quarterback. Exactly. The third-string quarterback showed out last night, though. And if you really want to say that Trubisky is, and, and, the, and compare it to him, I think Bilal was showing out more than he was. Yeah, he he showed that he played with intensity. Yeah. And he played with confidence. Yeah. Which is why he performed well for the Lions. Yes, he did. Indeed. But as far as Mitchell Trubisky goes, I believe his, his confidence has gone down. I and think- you can tell because at the end of the day, I believe the coaches and the stuff are starting to have, you know, less confidence in him now. Yeah, but I think that, you know, you you could put it on some of the coaching staff too because they're not opening the playbook as much as they did nowadays because they're trying to simplify the playbook for them a little bit better. I think they're trying to, you know, make them comfortable in their pocket a little bit more. He's not using his feet as much though, but they're trying to make them comfortable in the pocket. And I think the running game has to start off too. But like I said, though, Balad, 22 or 38, 280, two passing touchdowns, one interception. And Galladay, oh, man, that boy was on fire yesterday. Oh, yeah, Kenny, Kenny Galladay is a – Yes. Is a is a is beasting right now. Four receptions for 158 yards, one touchdown. Come on, man. He was torching the Bears' defense yesterday. Torching them. Yeah. He was torching them. Not only to mention that, but also Bo Scarborough. Yes. Yes. 21 rushes for 83 yards yesterday. Come on now. And average four yards per carry. Uh, and, 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 it, and it leads me to know where's Khalil Mack at? Uh, no. You haven't heard anything. He hasn't been disruptive. He has not been. And, and you know, that is one of the things where I want to say Khalil Mack joined this team and was a disruptor at the beginning of the season. I haven't heard anything from him. I haven't seen him all lately. I haven't seen him do a lot of things lately that he was normally accustomed to doing. Right. As, as, a, as, a, as a linebacker or as a defensive end, whatever one of the positions he want to play that day, I haven't seen him be disruptive at all. His defense has gone down the drain. I think the Bears need to go revamp. And I think the Bears need to go out there and do something. And I think that the Detroit Lions are trying to figure out who's their quarterback of the future going forward. Is it going to be Matthew Stafford or is it going to be uh, Belay or whoever else they got on their squad going forward? Everybody's franchise quarterback is Matthew Stafford. Can't nobody replace him. Nobody can replace him at all. He's he's irreplaceable. He's their franchise. He holds every franchise passing record in Lions history. Hello? So, 
at the end of the day, Matthew Stafford is irreplaceable. So there will never be another quarterback. Only way a quarterback will replace him is when he retires. But right now, I don't see him retiring anytime soon. <laughs> 